one of the things that we have coming up, which is going to be incredible for people to also get information, is, is our investor symposium. Yeah, October 12th, Westlake Village Inn, we're going to have our investor symposium. It's going to be a really awesome day. Welcome to The Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it, all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts, to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools to help you navigate any market environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Financial Commute. It's not just any episode. It's actually the one-year anniversary. So I brought Mike Rideau, Wealth Advisor here at Morton Wealth, back in. You were our first guest to celebrate one year. Yeah, it's super exciting. And congratulations. One year of a successful podcast with attentive listeners. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been an incredible run. I, I, I'm just speaking for myself. I've had a lot of fun watching both the podcast develop and you develop. Um, cause it's been a big difference from our first episode when we sat down and this was new to you and especially new to me. And then just watching you develop and, and grow as you've done these podcasts has been fun. So thanks for the journey so far. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Mike. As, as I reflect back, I mean, the real purpose of this was to help give our clients and our team members, you know, a faster response or reaction to kind of what's going on in the world or how, maybe how it affects clients, um, you know, what's going on? How's it affect you? What can you do about it? Oftentimes when there's a banking crisis, you know, people get worried as they should. And um, I think as a company, we need to share our response or our reaction to things like that. So yeah. it's been a great platform to be able to do that. No, absolutely. I think we do a really good job as a company of communicating with our clients, you know, what's going on in the economy, whether it's quarterly uh, newsletters or um, pushing out a video content of advisors, but it's still sometimes outdated by the time our clients get it. So doing something weekly and, and exposing our clients to, you know, answers to the headlines in the media and um, hopefully, you know, providing them with some peace of mind with the content that we're creating. I think you've done a great job with that. So, well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I was just on a call before this podcast with the, one of the managers from Keystone. Um, Keystone's one of the private investments that we have that does equipment lease financing and a couple other different types of lending strategies. And it was fascinating to hear from them about this new environment with higher rates, some of the things that they're doing differently on the traditional types of loans that they've done, but also a whole new vertical, a whole new subset of lending that um, has become popular for them today that did not exist in the last seven years for them. So you know, without us being able to have conversations with those managers and then a platform like this to be able to share information like that, it would be very difficult for clients to dig through all of the details on those quarterly letters and, and get updates. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of information and, and it might not feel like it to us because we're in it day to day. We we need to remember, you know, our clients and not and even other employees that are firm don't have the same exposure to the content that we do and, and don't have the time to put into it that, you know, we get to read and, and do the analysis on these investments and what's going on in, in the financial world. So sure. One of the, one of the biggest surprises, uh, from my standpoint from doing this for the last year is the number of clients or people that have reached out to other advisors and said, Hey, no, I, I got your perspective, 
you know, on that because I watched the podcast or this is really helpful or if it doesn't pertain, uh, pertain to me, I, I don't watch that one, but I do go and read all the synopsis. It seems like we have, you know, a large number of our clients and, and prospects and um, centers of influences that we network with. It seems like it's been a good platform for them to get. Influence. Yeah. I, um, not to say I was surprised, but I was surprised that when I was a guest for the, for the couple of times that I, I have been, I've gotten tremendous feedback from clients and COIs where they reached out, hey, I watched the podcast on China or... Uh, um, and I thought that was really good information. And it's it's actually given me, you know, an easier line of communication to continue to drive those relationships. Um, and, and I think people are longing for decoded information, right? I think there's so much out there that you could read and, and buy into headlines and, and get emotional, which then could turn or lead to emotional decisions, right? Which is what we're trying to prevent, right? We want to have the right strategy, the right mindset, and, and then therefore the better investor. And if your mindset's off because you're so emotional with everything that's going on in the headlines, it's really hard to stick to a strategy. So I think that we're doing a great job. And um, I think one of the things that we have coming up, which is going to be incredible for people to also get information, is is our investor symposium. Yeah, October 12th, Westlake Village Inn, we're going to have our investor symposium. It's going to be a really awesome day. Um, we're going to have you know, appetizers, food, drinks, and, and a full day of events, almost two rooms broken out, one that's more investment topic related, and the other room is going to be more financial planning topics. And, and so 30-minute sessions, so 20-minute conversations broke out every 30 minutes and I, in both of those rooms, a lot of different topics being covered. You're doing uh, you're doing a topic on AI. Yeah, a couple of topics. Yeah, I'm doing um, one on AI and one on business tax strategy. Oh, awesome. So the, the business tax strategy, not to discount tax strategy for non-business owners, there's just not a lot you can do, right? With non-business owners, you can, you know, contribute as much as the maximum to your retirement plans. Um, you could- Maybe you have health savings right, account. Yeah. There's, there's some new ones. There are some things that you can do, but as far as detailed strategy, um, there's a lot more as, uh, that a business owner can do um, to really reduce that tax bill. And we want to go over some of those strategies, whether it's a small business stock or, or um, you know, other other avenues that they can take. R&D tax credits. Yeah. I mean, there's a number. To- there's, there's a ton. And so we want to kind of decode that for um, any business owners that are there, any clients that are there that are curious. And then with the artificial intelligence, it's just been a, um, a huge thing in the media, right? We, we see the the dispersion in the market with all of the the companies that can utilize AI having huge gains this year, and then other sectors like utilities and energy and materials all being flat to down, yeah. right? And um, it leaves a lot of questions for people. Where, 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 what does the next six to 12 months look like, right? And I think being able to not only identify, you know, how we're going to utilize AI um, and what the pitfalls of AI could be, but also just provide some some clarity and, and um, hopefully some peace of mind for people who are worried about you know, the implementation of AI and maybe jobs being lost because of it and, and what, what happened. So I'm excited about AI. I think in a number of ways it can help our, our job become a little bit easier in terms of, you know, research and looking over things and um, maybe even just getting sort of a gut check. I've heard some people use it to, you know, create songs or jokes yeah, or polo stuff, which but I haven't done, but once, uh, <laughs> once the technology kind of gets up to speed and you're able to run analysis based off of current laws and rules, yeah. not stuff like pre-2020. I think 
it could be very valuable. Um, the world of investing and financial decision-making, it's just not that clear. And we don't do a good enough job as a society of educating people on what is money, how to best leverage it, having conversations around it. In fact, you know, the the budget conversation is typically a conversation that would lead to arguments or divorce potentially, right? And so with the rise of AI, it could help all of us communicate a little bit better. Absolutely. And I think when you when you look at it from that standpoint, it can it can create custom learning paths in any environment, whether it's education, whether it's healthcare. You can, you know, take a kid who's struggling in math and, and have them answer a, a set of equations and AI can identify where their strengths and weaknesses are, develop a, a customized plan for that child moving forward um, and be able to track it and continue to customize it so that it's not on the teacher to have customized plans for every, you know, student in there. The same which is not scalable. Which, which right. right. It's not. Absolutely. But the teacher is still important because the teacher needs to be able to corral all that sure, and be able to make sure that every student has access to that. And then those who have questions, it doesn't take away the importance of the teacher. It just makes the teacher's time better utilized. Yep. Right. And it's the same, you know, for, for financial services, right? Without a doubt. I've, some of the other sessions that are going on, Stacy and Priscilla are doing one on current me versus, versus future me. Yeah. Right. I mean, how do we help a whole generation of people make the right decisions that they need to make today for their future, but also be able to enjoy life a little bit today as well? Yeah. And there's I mean, when you look down the list of of the topics that we have and I've, I've been asked this question multiple times, like, what are you most excited about? I'm like, I'm excited about all of it. Like every single one of those sessions will have a takeaway that will get people, first of all, thinking about something that they weren't thinking about when they walked into it. But also, hopefully, give them some sort of peace of mind in, in some respect and some avenue of the, the, their financial world. So, well, look from an investment standpoint, I'm not sure that there's very many companies that go that approach investing the way that we do to actively go outside of traditional stocks and bonds to find ways for people to invest that build in more consistent returns, better protections um, in terms of risk, and really help diversify our portfolio because. For the longest time, people would say, oh, you just have some stocks and bonds, you're properly diversified. You know, we felt like since the financial crisis, the correlation between stocks and bonds just gotten closer and closer. It's very hard to be properly diversified by just owning those two assets. And so just the extent at which we go about trying to find investments to help diversify, generate cash flow and manage risk a little bit better is unprecedented. And then you look at the the list of the lineup, we're going to have you know, Whitehawk and Keystone and some of our private lenders come in. We're going to talk about AI, um, budgeting, the, the, the battle of the spouses, financial edition. Right. That's, I'm super excited about that one. Right. Right. Just, I mean, look, I, every single one of these topics plays a role in the households of our kids, yeah. right? And I think even with the one that you just mentioned, right? Like having a, a clear line of communication with your spouse, your partner about how you should be saving, how you should be spending, what the future goals are, what the current goals are. A lot of those those topics are hard to, to talk about and they create stress in relationships, right? And so just even being able to provide a platform where people could see different ways they could communicate and, and that might just lead to the conversation at home. Hey, honey, we've been stressed about you know these things. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try a different way of communicating? Why don't we set some some goals? I mean, if it makes an impact on one client that comes in, like that's awesome. 
And, and I don't think there's a lot of other firms that are looking to accomplish that, you know, not firms like ours. So it's, it's challenging. I mean, you've got to, you've got to help for, provide the platform, then the education, and then have the conversation. And, you know, that's part of what we're doing here today with the investors symposium on o- October 12th. There's a lot going on in the investment world today with, you know, stocks up about 18% for the year, um, bonds, you know, struggling a little bit with rising interest rates. There's all this news about a potential recession coming up and, you know, real estate's going to crash because office is dead. There are so many concerns and headlines. I think we've had, you know, four or five crises just this year alone yeah. with the bank crisis and the government shutdown, the the debt ceiling debacle or the downgrade of the U.S. credit. Long story short, October 12th, you're going to be able to hear directly from the managers that help oversee the investments of your strategy to help find out what they're doing in this environment, how they're protecting you, and what they're going to do going forward. But beyond that, there's a number of financial planning topics that are going to be able to help too. Yeah. And I'm super excited to, to watch the ones that you're leading. Yeah. yeah. I've got Whitehawk um, and Keystone, both managers really like somewhat of a rocky environment to be able to invest. I mean, yeah. look, recessions are bad for people. Nobody's rooting for a recession, but both of those strategies tend to do pretty well in sort of a rocky environment. They're not really needed when the sun's out and the roses are blooming because, you know, access to money is easy and everything feels good. Yeah. Um, so both of those managers are, are going to do a good job. Well, luckily, we're not going to be in an environment like that for a while. So, uh, Well, Mike, thanks so much for joining us today as we reflect back on a year um, and, and as we look going forward. This content is for our clients. And so if they've got ideas, please reach out to your Morton Wealth Advisor. Give some ideas um, to them for some episodes that you'd like to have. And, you know, thank you for your trust. And we look forward to you joining us on October 12th. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in a year from now, we're sitting down and doing the third year anniversary and we're a little bit fatter and a little bit more gray. I think this, uh, it'll be fun to look back on what year two brought. But thanks for, uh, thanks for hosting this. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for joining us, and we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications about weekly episodes, email us at financialcommute at mortonwealth.com.